Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Courtside with Keenan. I am your host, Keenan Dahl, and on today's episode, we have a good one for you, folks. We welcome in former McDonald's High School All-American, former Wisconsin Badger All-Big Ten performer, current Big Ten Network analyst, Brian Butch. But first, here is a word from Anchor. Courtside with Keenan is back, and we want to hear from you. So, any questions or any comments about the show or guests that you'd like to hear on the show, please send me an email at courtsidewithkeenan at gmail.com or send me a message on our Courtside with Keenan Facebook page. So I first met today's guest a couple years ago when he came over and ran a basketball camp for us, and I thought it would be a perfect opportunity to invite him onto the podcast to discuss his basketball academy and his clinics that he runs across the state of Wisconsin. And we got into his high school career as a McDonald's All-American, onto his decision to go to Wisconsin and becoming an All-Big Ten performer at Wisconsin, up to his current job as a Big Ten Network analyst. We also had a pretty cool top three segment I think you guys are really going to like. We did have One little bit of an issue with the interview. He was driving home from his Big Ten, uh, the Big Ten studios on Sunday night when he called in, and we had some cell phone issues, so we got cut off a couple times. But I did manage to piece it together, and I think it sounds pretty good. I had a great time talking with Brian. Hopefully, you guys enjoy the listen. Here is Brian Butch. All right, welcome Brian to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for being asked me to be a part of it. Looking forward to it. Let's talk some hoops. Awesome. Absolutely. I appreciate you coming on for us. Um, why don't we go ahead and kind of start with, you know, me being a, a high school basketball coach. I want to take you back to your high school days in Appleton and kind of uh, talk about your basketball experience growing up in middle school and high school and kind of uh, take it from there. Yeah, you know, I guess when you look at it back when I played, I graduated in 03. Yeah, there wasn't the trainers and everything else right now that there is. Um, and I think there's some good and there's some bad with that. Uh, for me, I was 185 pounds. I still was McDonald's All-American. Um, still was one of the better players in the state of Wisconsin. Um, but I knew skill. my, my skill set was what was going to separate myself. It wasn't going to be my body. It wasn't going to be my physique. It wasn't going to be my strength. It was just I was going to be just better skill-wise than everybody. I was going to know how to pivot, know how to, you know, score the basketball in different situations. Um, that that separated me, and um, and I continued to to kind of focus on that. Awesome. So this past weekend has been the the high school state basketball tournament, and I know that you uh, brought your team to state that year. So yeah. kind of talk about that about that experience. One of the things for me. Um, and how we went about it and what we did and I think it it changed um, we went down there my junior year my senior year um, and it was an experience it was a great experience it's everything we wanted as as players as high school players uh, we didn't finish the job that's one thing that still bothers me I felt you know we had a good enough team um, that could have possibly won it we had a couple things go our not our way and, but that's the game uh, and it, you know it, I remember throughout high school, I was selling out gyms and 
pre-selling tickets and everything. And it was a great experience for all of us. Yeah, that's that's awesome to be able to have those memories, isn't it? Yeah, no, exactly. Everything we built on and everything we did. And a lot of those guys are still guys that we chat with. And, you know, we talk about the times a little bit. And I think people forget how much work goes into it. Um, and I think that's the thing that separated our group from a lot of groups. And we were willing to put the work in. And you know, right now we live in a, in, a, in a time where everybody wants it now. Everybody wants success now. It's not how the world works. Right. It's not how the world works. It's not how basketball works. You got to put your time in. And I think that's the that's the thing that's being lost right now. So I guess that kind of leads me into my next question. Then you you chose to go to Wisconsin, and then and then you chose to redshirt your first year. So talk a little bit about that decision. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, you look at the Big Ten, not a lot of 185-pound kids play a lot. And that's what I was. Like I said, I wasn't I wasn't a McDonald's All-American because I was bigger, stronger, faster. Now, that wasn't the case. I McDonald's All-American because I was skilled. Uh, it was, it was, you know, For me, it was a situation when I looked at it, thought I'd be better as a senior than I was a, as a freshman. And, and that proved out to be true. Uh, you know, it would have been a shame if I wasted that year, my senior year, I dislocate my elbow and my career is done. Because uh, I wouldn't right. have been able to get a medical red shirt because I played the majority of the games. Like, that would have been the end of my career. Uh, so, thankfully, I did that. So, did you ever consider going anywhere else, or was Wisconsin always your number one choice? Well, no, it was so there was five. I mean, I was recruited by Kansas, Carolina, Arizona, Marquette, Wisconsin. Those were like five official visits. Um, I was very tempted to go to Kansas. I loved what Roy Williams was about. Um, but Roy was very honest in, in his conversations with me. He told me there's only one school he'd ever leave for, and that was Carolina. And I knew, uh, I kind of knew that the Carolina job might be open. And sure enough, it did get open. Uh, and Roy took it the next year. So for me, I wanted to play for a guy that I knew was going to be there. Um, and so that's why I fell in love with Wisconsin. I mean, I knew uh, Lute Olson in Arizona was going to be a little tough as well, just as how long was he going to coach. So for me, this fit what we were, uh, what I was trying to do. Okay, so then uh, how, how was your relationship with Coach Ryan? I think it was a player-coach relationship. Let's put it that way. Uh you know, he was the coach. We were players. And did it get better freshman year to sophomore year, sophomore year to junior year, junior, senior year? Yeah. Um, but you got to earn his trust. Now he's great. Um, but I think I think any coach that you have with you that that, that coaches you, and you've got to want to be coached. Like, that's the other thing we run into. Players don't want to be coached anymore. They want to be told how well they're doing. And I sound like an old man right now, but like it's it's one of those things that concerns <laughs> me because um, I'm not an old guy. I'm 30, 36. Like, I mean, I and I get it. Um, I get where we're at. I but but I think one of the things we're losing, and it's just a it's a generational thing. Is it's okay to get yelled at? It is okay to get right. yelled at. Like it's okay. How do you learn from your mistakes? I mean, as I was a kid. If I touched a hot stove, guess what? I'd be yelled at and I'd have a burn. Like nowadays, <laughs> you got it. Nowadays, you just 
touch a stove and everyone says, oh, it's okay. No, it's not okay. It's, it's not okay to do that. So, so, so for me, I embrace both. Like I, I took the tone in which it was said and I removed it and I took the words and that's why I got better. So do you think that deters some of the elite players from wanting to come to Wisconsin? I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think some of the elite players can't handle the academics, number one. Number two, okay. I think some of, the, some of the elite players, it's tough to stay home. It's tough to stay home because guess what? All the pressure's on you. I lived it. So I don't, I think that's, Absolutely. I think that's the other thing. I think they want to escape at times. And then I think they've got other people. Jalen Johnson, other people in their ears that say, go somewhere else. Anybody that's been to four different high schools and then quits on their college team, there's a problem there. We're seeing that. You got it. We're, we're, I, I think the same thing. We're, we're seeing that throughout throughout high school sports. So um, I wish nothing but the best. Jalen Johnson, I just used it as an example. I wish nothing but the best for the kid. I hope he has a great professional career. I hope it works out for him. Um but that that's a that's a a small clip of a big problem. Yeah, I, I mean I absolutely agree with you there. So while we're on the topic of the Badgers, they had the Iowa game today, and there is was a little bit of controversy down the stretch. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I just two two calls you can't have. Um, you know, Bobarowski's on the call there and I, I get that it might look like it. Jordan Bohannon does a great job of trying to sell the call, the three. Can't make that call. Can't make that call. And the hook and hold on Brad Davidson, that's not what the rule was intended for. So there's a couple of things that need to be done. Now, Greg Gard's going to get a nice little probably fine. And I feel bad for Greg for, for that reason because it's not right. You know, he's trying to get the word out there about, this is the intent of the call. You can't have every game that they play in somebody from the other bench yelling, you got to review the hook and hold. Like, that's not what that rule is made for. And if you watch Badger games, right. that's what they're doing. Every game they're yelling, oh, why look at the hook and hold. And it's it's not fair. It's a, it's a, it's a huge advantage. There's a hook and hold in a lot of, lot of games. There is. Um, well, don't you feel like that happens in the post almost every possession? Yeah, I do. I do. Now, I'll say this. Like, you know, Brad Davison has been painted as a dirty player. I think Brad, a couple of times, has done some things that were dirty. Like, I do. And unfortunately, it stuck with him. And I, and I wish that was not the case. You look at last year, the Iowa game, that problem, like, that's not the way it's taught to get up and over the screen. So, I see that side of it, but I see the other side of it is how hard the kid plays, what he's about, what he's built on. And I'm not calling him a dirty player. I just, it's one of those things where like you look at what Brad has done. I think he's done way more good than bad. And when you play hard and you play physical, sometimes you get in those situations. I just think it's a shame that every time he's in anything at the other bench, the other players, they're all yelling, hook and hold, hook and hold, and they go back to the review. I, I just like we've got to get rid of that in college basketball. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I feel like they had that game. They had a, a legitimate chance to win, and Bo 
took it away from them. Yeah, I, I can't I can't disagree. Uh, the three point the, the foul the three was not a foul, and the hook and hold was not a was not a hook and hold, and it definitely was not what the intent of the hook and hold was about. So what's your uh, what's your thoughts then on the Big Ten tournament and then going forward? Who are the best couple teams that you think have a chance to make a real run in the NCAA's? Yeah, I, I think you look at Illinois. I think they're really good. I think Ayo DeSumo is a guy that when you were going to make a run, you got to have a couple things. You got to have some NBA players. You got to have a good defense. You got to be able to have a guy that's going to break down and, and, and go get you a bucket when you need it. I think Illinois fits that. Um, you know, I think Michigan fits that mold. And then this is where it gets interesting. I, I think Iowa has the potential, but if they're going to be a, if they're going to be in a two seed, they're going to be opposite of the of Illinois and Michigan, which means they're going to get Baylor or Gonzaga in around a in a, in a round of Sweet Sixteen. Like that, that's a tough matchup. Ohio State, the same thing. That's they're they're going to get one of those other two. So I think that's a tough matchup. I'm not. I'm not. Putting, you, putting Wisconsin out of this either. I mean, they're a veteran team that has been there. There's value in them. There's value in them. You're right. They can get hot. I mean, they're very capable. I know I know it just hasn't really happened much the last few weeks, but I know they can do it. Well, they're going to make sure. Like, I, I've sit on my radio shows that I do. I've sit in here on BTN. Um, they got to make shots. Now, I know that's great. Great job being an analyst there, right? Like, they got to make shots. But that's really <laughs> what it comes down to with this team. And they did that uh, today. Like, they did that Sunday. And I think, for me, like, they can do that. They get hot. Watch out. I don't want to play them. I know, I, I know that much. Yeah, I mean, what do you, what did you hear any update on the Weiss camp injury? You know, we, I heard it was just an ankle sprain after the game from Fran in his press conference. That's all that I've heard. Um, another guy rolled his ankles, Eli Brooks from Michigan. Let's see what that does because he's a big part of Michigan. Of Michigan's three losses, sure. two of them, Eli Brooks was out. So, I mean, there's a lot here with injuries, that, you know, as far as I could Big Ten tournament. All right. So then why don't we switch gears a little bit and – Talk about your your basketball academy and your uh, satellite camps that you do. Yeah, no, it's something I've been doing for 13 years. Um, for me, my focus is about the kids. Um, there's a lot of guys that do what I'm doing now. There's a lot of guys that use their names, go run camps, and in my opinion, I don't want to wait, but don't understand what it's about. For me. Um, I run the camps with Logan one, two, or three college basketball coach for 20 years. The reason I run them with them is because I I was a player. I wasn't a coach. Now, I coached two years in the G League, so I've got a little bit of a coach's eye after two years. But you got to be able to teach. you got to be able to talk. Um, I, was, I was great at playing. I was decent at playing. Um, it's different from being a good player to being a good coach. The game is different. The lens you watch the game through is different. Um, so that's why, for me, having Logan be a part of what we do is so crucial. Um, it really does a great job of making sure that we're breaking it down, we're teaching the kids. You know, our satellite camps, 
excuse me, our satellite camps, you know, we, we, we come into schools anywhere from two days, three days to a day. And, you know, we get four hours or eight hours, whatever it might be. Um, it's not our job to come in and show these kids all these fancy drills they can't do. That does them no good. Right. It's our job to come in and teach the drills, the footwork, the pivoting. Like that is crucial in the success of being a good basketball player. I don't care that you can go between your legs six times. Can you come to a jump stop and reverse pivot and hit an open player? Can you drive baseline and deliver a good pass? Like that's what I care about. And I know it sounds very simple. I know there's nothing sexy about it, but that's what wins games. And you know, the schools <laughs> that bring us, the, you know, the schools that bring us in, I think realize that. Um, that we were normally always invited back to keep doing it. Um, and we run our Appleton camps as well. And again, it's it's based on the fundamentals. It's based on teaching and understanding the why. And I don't think enough kids understand the why anymore. They just see everything on TV and try to do it, but they don't understand why you're doing this. Why are you coming to a jump step and reverse pivot? Why do you need a shot fake here? Why do you need to use this foot when you cross over? Why do you have to have two feet or 10 feet to the basket? You know, there's just all sorts of things that we try to explain the why. And when they leave their their, their, their head, it looks like they're, they're scrambled eggs, right? It looks like there's a lot of thinking going on. Uh, which is good because it means we've gotten to it. So what what is your ultimate message to the middle school age or you know early high school age kid that that comes to one of your camps? What ultimately is the the biggest message that you want to send to those kids? Yeah, I mean for me it's reps. There are no shortcuts. You know, if you want to be a great shooter, you got to get reps in. Um, if you want to become a great basketball player, you got to put the work and the time in there. Like. There are no shortcuts, and it's the simple things. It's the repping the simple things that is going to make you a great basketball player. And I think for us, like, you got to love what you do. You got to have passion in what you do. You got to love the process, and you got to love the ability to understand where you need to get better. And I know that's a lot of different things, but for me, it's it's really it's 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 the simplicity of understanding that the simple things would make you great. Yeah, that's an awesome, awesome message for sure. So where um, do you have uh, some social media stuff that we can plug for you here? Yeah, I've got uh, my, my, my Twitter handle is at Brian underscore Butch. Um, my, our basketball camps are at Brian Butch Hoops uh, on Twitter. RobButchBasketballCamps.com explains all the stuff that we're doing as far as with our camps and our academy, um, our satellite camps, our Appleton camps. All of that stuff is is on our website. Uh, we send out our coaches' newsletter every month. If you're not there, shoot me an email at BrianButchBasketball@gmail.com. We'll get you on our coaches' newsletter. We send out players' newsletters as well. So if you're a player or a parent and want to get on our players' newsletter, we send that out monthly as well. So we, for me, it's a lot of this is every coach is stealing from somebody. If anybody out there is telling you that they came up with this by themselves, they're <laughs> lying to you. They're lying to you. So 
it's an open book for what we do. Because I'll tell you one thing, the difference is they can't teach it the way we teach it. And I think that's the thing. Like, well, I have no problem sending out all of our drills, showing everybody what we do, because it's about the teaching. And I think it gets lost so much. Is There's a lot of people, and I emphasize this with trainers, and I emphasize this in the parents right now. I'm going to say this. If you're part of an AU program, if you're part of a or, or paying a trainer, ask yourself, are you making the investment? All right, if you're making an investment and you don't get your rate of return, are you going to keep putting money in that investment? The rate of return is your child. Is your child putting in the work when it's not time for practice for AAU or playing? Is your child putting in the work when he's not with your individual trainer? If your child's not putting in the work, when they're not outside of it, then you're not getting a return on your investment. Your investment is that. Think of it that way. And I, I, you have to hold them accountable. I love, love that we've got so many people in the state of the Wisconsin that are giving their kids opportunities to do things, to play AU, to have some personal trainers, to do some things. But you have to have these kids be held accountable because the hour a week that they go to the AAU practice or their hour that they use with their trainer is not going to be enough for them to be good. I'm sorry that's the harsh reality that that's the case. Just because you're paying somebody to work them out, to play AAU, does not mean your child is going to be good. Your child needs to put that investment in and make sure they make deposits every single day. And I think if they do that, then yes, they'll be a good basketball player. But you can't just pick up the basketball during basketball season. You can't just pick up a football during football season. You've got to be able to find a way to fit it all in. And it doesn't need to be hours upon hours upon hours. Get in the driveway for 20 minutes and do ball handling. Form shooting on the ground. There's ways that you can do that. So I got a little bit on a soapbox, but I'm a, I believe in it so much. And we've got to hold our kids accountable in what they're doing and make sure that they're putting the time in. Because in the end, I, I'm new in the, the media world. I've been doing it now for three three years now. Um, I've been doing a radio show in the Fox Valley for three years. I've been doing a radio show with former Packer John Kuhn for a year. I've been doing Big you know, Network for two years. And it's it's my answer is always yes, because I'm a newbie in the industry. Sure. You know, I, our, uh, our local radio station in Eau Claire picked up your show too. So we get to get yeah, to listen to you exactly. over here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 So I, you know, I, I love that, that we've got that. I love that we're a part of that from nine to noon with you guys. Um, and we have fun, right? Like that, that to me is sports talk radio. Yeah. We'll talk sports. We'll break it down. We'll do this. Um, but it's, uh, it's also guys just having some fun and, and talking, uh, talking sports. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's awesome, you know, just having getting into this podcast thing. I know it's very, very small compared to what you do, but it's still it's still been really cool. Yeah. yeah. So I have I have one more question for you, and it's really putting you on the spot. But every episode we do a top three segment. And the only thing good I could think of for you was top three favorite players that you played against. 
And I and I have a top three. I have a top three of mine, which having been only an high school athlete is totally different than what you'll have. But I want to give mine too. So we'll start with number three and work our way down to one. It doesn't necessarily have to be doesn't necessarily have to be the best you played against, but the favorite guys you played against. Gotcha. Well, I'll let you start. Okay, I will start. My number three, being only a high school athlete for football and basketball, is I'm picking Jerry Wunsch. Jerry Wunsch uh, was from Wausau and played football for the Badgers and then went on to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he was on uh, our AU team, so we played AU together. So I'll pick Jerry Wunsch for my number three. All right, I like that. I like that. Um, as far as guys that that I played against, man, there's so many of them. Um, I know, I know, it's really hard for you, but if you can just pick, that'd be great. No, 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 for sure. So um, we've had some really good, good battles. There's, you know, I would say, man, there's so this is good. Uh, good question. Good question. Um, I would say one of the players that I played against, um, man, I would say DJ White from Indiana is a guy that we had good battles with. So I'll start okay. there. Yeah, DJ White was an awesome basketball player. Yeah. So what do you, what do you remember with him that was so special? Well, we just, I'll tell you, we it was we both were the same age. Um, so our senior year. We had to go to Bloomington. We had to put it, you know, we had to play well um, to win a Big Ten championship. And that's what we did. And so, but I mean, he was so tough to guard. Um, and Indiana was really good. They had Eric Gordon, um, Armand Bassett, I think. Like, so it was a really good team. And DJ, was, was that the was that the banked in three to win it? That was my senior year, yeah. Yep. yep. Awesome. Yep. yep. Uh, but DJ's his release was so high. So even though DJ was like six eight, it might have had him listed at like six nine, six ten. Like DJ was six eight, um, but he his release was so high, it was tough to guard him. So you had to do your work early on him. Sure. All right, I will go with my number two, and uh, it, he is the all-time leading scorer in the state of Wisconsin high school basketball, Anthony Peeper. And we uh, we played against them in the sectional finals, um, and he scored 53 against us. We ended up beating him, but that was man, what an incredible player! Yeah, no, I'd say that 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 ranks up there. That ranks up there. See, this like this is the thing with number two. Like I played against Kobe for one game, <laughs> so I don't. It's not like it's I guarded Kevin Durant for one game, so I don't really consider those guys like playing against them. Um, but, like, but how cool is that to even mention it? Yeah, no, no, no for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, like I played, I played with and against LeBron in high school, um, in the All Star games that I played with. So those are all guys that like could go on this list. But I'm gonna go with a guy by the name of Joe Thomas, who's a Hall of Fame football player. But back in back in middle school and high school, we had some good good um, high school basketball matchups. So. I'm going to give some love since we gave some love to a lineman before. I'll give some love to Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas that is, is a heck of an athlete, man. He was awesome down in Brookfield. I remember watching him at the state tournament. He was tough. He was a heck of an athlete. All right. I love that pick. So, we're so going well, that, 
Like we're going all over the board. I don't know if it's the top three, but we're 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 we're, we're weaving our way through a lot. <laughs> I love that. So my number one, since we're on the offensive lineman kick, uh, I'm going with my favorite Auburndale Apache, Mark Tauscher. Tausch couldn't play basketball. Tausch was a baller. No. He yeah, had footwork. I can't, I can't believe that at all, that he was a baller. <laughs> Tausch was a baller, for sure. All right. All right. I'll like that. <laughs> I, I thought like you'd that. like that one. I like that. That, that could work. That could work. Um, <laughs> my number one's got to be Seth, uh, Steph Curry. Got to be. Uh, played him at Davidson one time NCAA tournament. I mean, like we played against Michael Beasley too that year. Um, but I just, you know, Steph was so good, so so good. Uh, and that's what he. I mean, he rolled that NCAA tournament ride like he did. And so I'd, I'd say probably number one is Steph, just because he ended my college career. And you see what he's doing now. He's lighting up the all-star game is what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so but being, being that you mentioned Curry, he's arguably, he's always talked about, is, is he the best shooter of all time? What do you think about that question? Different game, different generations. It's tough to tell, right? Like, right. Are we, are we talking just pure shooters? Because there's guys out there that are probably a better pure shooter. But are we talking about a shooter off the dribble? And then pull up? Are we talking about it all combined? Like, there's so many angles here to say the That's best. true. Uh, but I would say, yeah, I mean, with, with where the game is gone, there's more threes up. He's making more threes. So, yeah, I, I can be on board with that. That's awesome. And you got to play against him. That's well, that's pretty it cool. It was an awesome playing against him, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, right. Yeah, that's uh, – <laughs> You're right. I knew I knew it was going to be hard for you to pick because you played against so many NBA All Stars, but well, just, that's pretty yeah, awesome. No, and it just—I mean, in college we played against a bunch. Too. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Eric Gordon. We talked about DJ one, but I mean, there's a lot of guys that come. D. Brown, Darren Williams. There's a whole list of guys that uh, you know through all that stuff. Sean May, Rashard McCants uh, for the Carolina when we lost in the lead eight. Um, Man, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm missing a bunch of guys. Like, it's just Carl Landry when he was at Purdue was fantastic. Uh, Greg Oden. Yes, he Greg was. Oden, I mean, he was fantastic. Mike Conley was fantastic. I mean, you know, those are some of the guys you throw in there uh, that you know, we played against a lot. Like, Greg Oden, we played against that group a lot at Mike Conley. Like, they were one, we were two uh, in the country. Uh, you know, we were one. They it's were just two. unfortunate, his injuries. It's unfortunate his injuries just cost him an NBA career, really. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like I said, played him, but we were number one. That's the that's the game I dislocated my elbow. Um, you know, that's right. The, that's right. You know, we I, I firmly believe we win that game. We're a Big Ten champion that my junior year as well. So uh, it's 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 meant to be how it's meant to be. That's the wonderful thing we call sports and. Uh, it teaches you a lot. Of, it you teaches it. you a lot of life lessons that I think sometimes people forget. Like, it's okay to lose. It's okay to learn how you rebound, how you respond, what needs to be done differently. Like, because you're not always going to win at life. Life's going to kick you in the you know what a lot. Like, it just does. That's for all. You of got us. it. Why sports are so good eh? because you learn it. 
again, I talk a lot about it, but I feel like at times we're, we're losing that a little bit um, because it, it's you have to you have to know how to handle failure, how to handle success, and how to respond. And I think that's um, that's why sports are great. And it's not just basketball; it's everything. It's every sport. Yeah, I absolutely love that message. I'm going to get this out to as many kids as I can to listen to because that's a that's a wonderful message. I appreciate it. It's, and it's true. I mean, that's that's life. It's it's the older you get, life doesn't care if you had a good day or bad day. It's still going to come at you one way or the other, and you got to be ready for it. Right. And you got to know what you got to do differently. Well, so, yeah. I absolutely uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your night here to, to talk with us. Um, and, you know, I hopefully we can get you back over to New Auburn and, and uh, do another satellite camp again like you did a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, I would absolutely love to do it. You guys were great. The kids were great. It's you know, the exciting part is working with programs like yours that, you know, want to make the investment in the kids uh, and realize it's about the kids. And that's the fun part that, uh, that I get to be a part of, too, is um, – you know, walking in gyms like yours and realizing that you guys are putting kids first. That's what sports are about. That's what high school sports are about is you put the kids first. You give them experiences that they don't might not get on their own. and You make them better people. And it's amazing that uh, that you guys are, have the ability to do that. And it's, uh, it's a great thing. And high school coaches don't get a lot of credit for what they do. They get a lot of complaints from parents about not playing and everything else. But they don't get a lot of thank yous. So... From me personally, thank you for all all the coaches are doing. Thank you for what you're doing, for giving kids opportunities to have success and experience new things in life. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Brian. Anytime, and thank you. I appreciate you reaching out. I'm glad we could do this. That's Brian Butch, everybody. Thanks again for joining us. Once again, we want to hear from you. So, comments, questions, future guests, opportunities. Email me at courtsidewithkeenan at gmail.com or get a hold of me on our Courtside with Keenan Facebook page. Once again, I want to thank our guest for today, Brian Butch, for joining us. And hopefully you enjoyed the show. Thank you very much and have a great day.